Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, all right, all right. Tomorrow's Leaders, welcome to the show. All right, let's get down into it. I've got a story to share with you that I want to jump into. I was talking to a leader. This is a successful leader at a large company who was telling me that uh, they got a new boss that came in and this new boss was overseeing a group of this person's colleagues. So they're all senior leaders. They're all veterans. They've been there for a long time, all performing at various levels, but for the most part, very talented, um, skilled group. This new leader that came in, one of the first meetings, I don't know if it was the first or one of the very first meetings, made a comment and he, and he told me, my, my, my friend told me this and he, and he said, what do you think of this comment? And he And the comment was, so I want you to pretend like you are in a role, you're a, a senior leader of an organization, and uh, I came in and I was now your new boss. And my comment, which this person said, was uh, we were they were talking about expense reports. When you submit an expense report, uh, just realize I say no to everything. So I'm going to send it back to you. I'm going to decline it. I'm going to send it back. Because I figure that if you really believe in it and you really want it, you're going to submit it again, and uh, and and otherwise, I'm just going to say no. And I just thought I I was like I I asked my friend I'm like what what was how do you feel about that what do you needless to say um, what a horrible example of leadership what so wait a sec if I'm that person so if I'm you and I'm listening to that message. I'm thinking to myself, okay, so this person, now for those of you who have done expense reports, expense reports suck. They're tedious. Uh, they're, they're, no, they're, no, they're no fun, but you got to do them, right? Unless you have somebody else doing them, whatever. But they, one, of the, one way or the other, it's taking time to do it. It's a lot of effort. So what you're telling me is you are taking a process that's tedious and, and you know somewhat difficult and making it even harder. And you're also telling me with that comment that you're right away assuming that I'm lying or I'm not showing integrity. And you're just going to add a step without even inspecting anything. And even if it was just not even reality, but it was a flip comment. What an asinine thing to say. Like literally, you could not have said many things that would have created more of an adversarial uh, untrusting relationship and environment uh, amongst that group. I, I I just was like totally dumbfounded. So as I do a lot of times, I said, well, I'm going to make a podcast out of it. How about that? So here's the thing. Bottom line is your job as a leader and a leader's job is to make his or her people's lives better and help them achieve success and figure out ways to do that. How can you create an environment where you are setting your team up for success, not failure, not trying to make their job more difficult. And, and just back to the trust thing, the way that you give, the way that you earn trust is you give trust. 
So if right away I meet you and right away I'm doubting what you say or I'm assuming that you're lying to me, I'm, you know, I trust people until they give me reason not to trust them. But if you don't give trust, you're not going to get trust. If you don't give respect, you're not going to get respect. If you don't give uh, people room to grow, they're not gonna they're not gonna stay with you. You've got to give. You've got to constantly be making people people's lives easier and helping remove obstacles, not add obstacles. So just totally uh, dumbfounded by that comment. But uh, in any event, I'll keep you posted to let you know if that person stays in their job for very long. My guess is they're going to have a tough time. They're going to have an uphill battle here. If that's the way they lead, uh, they're not going to be in their, their role very long. So here's three keys to setting your team up for success or setting anybody up for success. Okay, one is you have to remove obstacles. So how about instead of that initial comment, that person, or let's say again, you were that person, you were in that group, and I came in as your leader, and, and, and instead of saying, hey, you're going to have to submit your expense reports twice, I'm going to decline it the first time, and, and then you submit it again, and then I'll know you really uh, want your money. Uh, hello? But instead of saying that asinine comment, I said, um, let me ask you, you know, what what keeps you up at night? You know, what what's something that is making your job more difficult, that's an obstacle, or what's something that I could do to help make your job easier? How can I support you to help you do your role even better and achieve greater success in less time and create more impact and influence in the organization? What can I do to help you do your job better? Now, I started with that. How would you feel about me? If I was your leader, you'd feel great, right? You'd say, okay, this guy really is looking after my best interest, wants me to succeed. He's on my side. There's a supportive environment. I'm, I'm a servant leader helping you. Uh, I'm exerting my influence and maybe power that I have to make your life easier. That's what you want your leader to do, not throw an obstacle in front of you. Hey, I'm going to take a simple dumb task and make it even harder. So you're doing, you know, twice the simple dumb tasks and taking you away from your, your main uh, key objectives. Uh, crazy. So anyways, one is remove obstacles, but a lot of times you don't know what those obstacles are unless you ask the question. So ask the questions, Hey, what's getting in your way? And I'm not saying I'm going to be able to remove all of them or any of them even, but I just want to know, let's start with that question. What's getting in your way from success? What, what would be one thing, if I had the ability to wave a magic wand, what would be one thing I could do to make your job easier and help accelerate your results, your success, your growth? Uh, what would that be? Ask the question and then listen and, and take notes and do something about it. If you can, take action. If you can't, let them know that. Uh, because the worst thing you can do is ask questions and do nothing with the answers. But but that's power, right? That's really how you're getting at the heart of the issue. And I know some of the best leaders I've had have been really good at asking that question a lot. Hey, what's keeping you up at night? What can I do? How can I help? How can I support? I love working for those types of people. That's how you gain influence. Uh, number two is give authority to other people. Give the decision-making ability to other people. Don't constantly have that have to roll up to you. If you do, you've heard me say this on many, many episodes, you are slowing your organization down. The organization will ultimately hit a bottleneck unless you have distributed authority. Go back a couple episodes and you'll hear about that. You have to empower other people. When you do that, you're going to grow a very large organization, except the fact 
accept the fact that there will be mistakes. There will be growing pains with that as you delegate decision-making. There'll be bad decisions. There'll be setbacks. But that's part of growing an organization. And three is simplify it for people. Give them fewer but better or bigger or more impactful goals. Um, it's really hard for somebody to, to focus on 10 different things. It's a lot easier to focus on three. So ask yourself if, it's funny, I was I was doing a, a, a virtual uh, mastermind earlier today and I asked the question, I said, uh, have you ever been in a situation where you feel or time, you just feel overwhelmed, you're trying to do too many things, so many things, you just feel like you can't do anything well. You're not doing anything at the level that you want to. You're doing B and C level work because you're focused on a zillion different things. You don't even you go from one thing to the next. Do you know how many hands went up? Every hand went up. They shot up. <laughs> so I know it's a very common problem. And believe me, I've been there too. Um, and that's a whole nother episode on this topic itself. But as a leader, help your, your, lead, your people uh, narrow their focus. Fewer things done better. Okay, fewer things done better. So what can you do? Can you help them prioritize? Sometimes I'll ask people, hey, what are the two most important things for you to do every week or every day? What's what's number one and what's number two? If they can't answer that, that's a problem, right? And that's really your job as a leader to help them understand and be clear on their role. What's number one, what's number two? And you should know that for yourself. If I can only do two things, here's number one, here's number two. Nothing else is as critical as these two things. That's how how much I'm talking about simplify things. All the other stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, there's a philosophy out there that hey, really talented people work best when they got a lot lot on their plate. It's really hard when you got the more stuff you're adding, there's a cost to it, right? So ask yourself, is it really critical mission critical or is it a nice to have, is it a need to have? What are the two most important things that can't be compromised? that have to happen in order for this mission to be achieved uh, or our goals to be met. Those are the key things. So a few thoughts, a uh, quick episode today. Uh, be that leader that builds trust. Okay, go in there. Let people understand what your objective is. Go back to the four questions, right? So the four questions they're asking, does this person care about me? Okay, which that person's comment tells me they don't care about me. They're trying to make my life easier. Do they, can I trust this person? In which case they don't trust me. Why should I trust them? Okay. The third thing is, do I want to go where this person wants to take me? Do I believe in their vision? And then the fourth question is, do I think this person can take me there? Not only do I want to go there, but they're the ones that can actually take me there. Those are the four essential questions that every follower is asking their leader. So food for thought, get the wheels turning. Let me know how I can help. I'm here. I'm only a phone call, an email, a text message away. I'm here for you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your comments. Do me a favor, go down below, give a five-star review or whatever review you want to give. Give a review, please. That really helps. It helps push this out to more audience members. Um, go to Apple podcast, uh, go down. You'll see at the bottom is the reviews and uh, just uh, put your review there. Like, subscribe, share all the kind of good stuff. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.